faithwire.com. Could there be an end in sight to Russia's invasion of Ukraine? Today's Friday, March 25th, 2022. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have that top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. You can find us on iTunes. Go ahead and subscribe over there. Don't miss an episode. Join us every day as we navigate this crazy news cycle from a Christian perspective. With me today, as always, Trey Gons Phillips from CBN's Faithwire. Billy Hallowell, usually here. He's out skiing on a skiing trip. No, I'm actually just kidding. He is hosting our special Ukraine uh, prayer event, which is uh, taking place today. And so he is off preparing for that. So, um, Trey, what uh, what do we got coming up today? It's Friday. Well, first, I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. We have reached the end of the week. <laughs> um, so, But also, I, I think it's so great that we have these prayer events yeah. because it, it, not only are we helping share the news with people, but we're giving them an outlet to really pray about it with fellow believers around the world, which is just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so check yeah. those out for sure if you haven't. Um, but I'm going to be talking about Megan McCain, obviously the former co-host of The View commentator for a long time she opened up about what she called the biggest and worst lie she was told about motherhood so we'll get into that yeah that's a good one looking forward to that um a good way to end the week here as we're still dealing with war and that is where we're starting here with story number one and a lot going on in ukraine um and so we're going to update you here on it and you have some rumblings of possible agreements maybe being made and that could lead to a potentially uh, eventually Russia withdrawing out of Ukraine, but it we're not there yet. So this is all coming. These talks, by the way, are coming amid reports that thousands of Russian troops have been either killed, captured, or are missing. That number from uh, coming from uh, the UN says about 40,000 Russian troops. That's a one-fifth of the entire Russian combat force. And you have Russia still not being able to take over and hold key cities like Kiev. They've been trying to, but they haven't been able to. And interestingly, you have Turkish President Erdogan claiming yesterday that Zelensky and Putin uh, were close to some sort of agreement on quote-unquote key issues to resolve the conflict. You could take that one with a grain of salt as Erdogan is a dictator of sorts in his own rights. Um, but what is at stake? Well, there's a few. There's six key issues here. Um, and Russia, one of the main ones is Russia wants assurances that uh, Ukraine won't join NATO. Uh, they're talking partial disarmament, uh, some sort of collective security agreement. And interestingly, Russia wants Russian language to be used on Ukrainian technical infrastructure. And so that's an interesting one there. But uh, some really contentious topics of the other two that are remaining out of the six. Crimea and Donbas, and and obviously the two sides are far apart on those, and um, you know, so Erdogan out there saying, hey, that uh, he, maybe he's trying to make some sort of international, you know, uh, plea here for to try to put goodwill on his own name because he's claiming that he has urged Putin to quote make an honorable exit in Ukraine and become an architect of peace. That's an interesting way to put it, considering Putin started this whole mess. But I guess if you try to frame it to him, that makes it maybe plays to his own ego. Perhaps it would work. Uh, but despite the fact that Erdogan is, seems hopeful that there's some sort of resolution in the future, that 
you have uh, President Zelensky's senior aide spoke to ABC News, and he's warning that it could take months for them to come to an agreement, which would be really bad. And worst case scenario there is we're sitting here for months and you have a quote unquote bloody stalemate. And so this is according to the senior aide from Zelensky, who said 28 days of war have shown that Russia is not a country that can dictate conditions, sort of puffing up Ukraine's response here, kind of saying that they've done a good job in holding the Russians at bay despite this massive invasion. He said, quote, it seems to me that they really do want to resolve some issues in negotiations because there is sanctions pressure, military pressure from Ukraine. We have already put them in their place. Um, Russia's core demand, as I mentioned, of course, is the, the NATO um, disagreement that they have there. Um, there was also reports that there was a 15-point peace plan, which this senior aide has denied. He's saying that Russia simply uh, put their proposals on the table. He said both sides have several drafts outlining their own positions, but there's no, quote, agreed project. Um, but the, the positive side of this is that the aide said, that Russia's positions have softened, they've become far more, quote, appropriate, was the word that he used, but that they still had illusions that Ukraine could be made to accept ultimatums. And so that's kind of what led to this idea that, all right, they're softening a little bit here, but part of that is because they're just taking these massive um, losses with, with soldiers, and so uh, now they're sitting here trying to negotiate. So... It's a it's a tenuous situation here, obviously, and it while there are some signs of hope, there are clearly um, a lot of disagreements that still need to be worked out, and we'll see uh, how it ends up. But uh, uh, Zelensky said this: he said, "With each day, our defense of our defense, we're bringing the peace we need so much closer. We're bringing victory closer because this war is simply not possible for us to win." So, so there you have it. There is the latest uh, that's going on uh, over there. Yeah, this story, Dan, is just crazy to me. Like it keeps evolving, and the, the you know the the situation keeps changing. And I just can't imagine. Like Putin certainly didn't anticipate that this would still be going on. No, I wouldn't think. No, he thought it was uh, going to be over in just a few days. That they'd that they'd right. go in there, that they'd take it over, that there'd be surrender, and that it would just be uh, a nice little parade for him. Yeah. So I, it's just, it's crazy to me to think the, the mental gymnastics he must be going through with the, <laughs> yeah. the statements that he keeps releasing. And like, you also don't know how honest they are uh, right. at all about anything, because I, I think everybody in the West had this impression that the Russian military is this absolutely enormous force to be reckoned with. Um, and you know maybe they are, and they're just, they're just holding back right. or, you know, maybe they actually aren't. Um, and and this is this is the result of that. So I, it, it's it's just a crazy situation. But uh, most importantly, obviously, there are lives who are still continuing to be impacted in devastating ways, yeah. uh, day in and day out. And if you, we've talked about him several times. We've talked to him a few times. Uh, George Thomas, our reporter, uh, our correspondent, who's over there in Ukraine and has been covering this since day one. I mean, the footage that he's been sharing on oh. his social media and that we have on the CBN News YouTube channel is just heartbreaking, but also it gives you an incredible window into into what war looks like. So certainly go check those out if you haven't. Yeah, I, I echo that 100% correct. And, um, you know, George has been over there now for 
over, I guess, over a month now. Yeah. Because uh, I know he went over there ahead of this invasion, and he, I think he was on the plane over there the day that the U.S. said, hey, don't go over there, and he was already mm -hmm. in the air. And so it was kind of yeah. like, well, that ship's already sailed. So, uh, <laughs> But he's been there a month, and he's doing a fantastic job, so we thank everyone who's been praying for him as well. So Yes, yeah, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. He's got two, I think two teenage kids, uh, maybe more, but at least two uh, who are here back in the U.S., of course. So definitely keep him in your prayers and a uh, uh, safe return. I don't know what his exit plan is or when he's planning to leave. but uh, I hope to, soon, uh, just selfishly. I mean, he's doing great reporting, right. but I want him to come back in one piece. Yeah, exactly. So just continued prayers for his safety and then ultimately for a safe return whenever that is. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we'll move on to story number two. Uh, so Megan McCain, uh, like I mentioned at the start, the former co-host of The View, the lone conservative who was on The View uh, for a couple of years, uh, she rebuked the claim that motherhood is a burden. Uh, she even called that assertion the biggest and worst lie she's been told. Uh, she tweeted, the biggest and worst lie my generation was ever sold is that motherhood is a burden and something that you could take or leave. Uh, but nothing in my life compares to being Liberty's mom. The sheer joy, fulfillment, and privilege it is. I've experienced a lot of amazing and surreal things. Uh, so McCain didn't reveal what exactly motivated the post, but she has talked about the joys of motherhood quite a bit recently. Uh, during an October interview in 2021, she told Mario Lopez uh, that uh, having a child is the best thing she's ever done uh, and even joked, I want 30 more. <laughs> she said, it's like seeing your yeah, heart outside careful of what you wish your for body. There. Well, she did. She did say uh, she said, obviously, I'm 37. So we'll see what I can right, do. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I think she probably is, you know, maybe one more. Uh, we'll see. She said, I, I love being a mom. It's the best thing I've ever done. And every cliche I didn't believe until I had a child. She even opened up about the fact, and she talked about this. Uh, when I wrote this story, it's up on faithwire.com. I remembered Dan thinking back when she was her early days on The View, uh, she talked about how she was really uncertain about having kids. She even said she didn't think she'd ever get married. Uh, and then in 2017, of course, she ended up marrying uh, the publisher of The Federalist, Ben Dominic. Um, so she said she was a stereotypical career-minded person and, and just didn't think that kids were in her future at all. Uh, but she said it was actually her dad, John McCain, uh, who told her that she really should have children, uh, that it would change her perspective on life, uh, and that she would be a really good mother. She said that really stayed with me, and obviously when the time came, we decided to see if we could, uh, she said of her husband, uh, Ben. In May 2021, uh, she celebrated her first Mother's Day uh, since Liberty's birth in September 2020, uh, and she wrote, the greatest joy and unfathomable bliss of life is being Liberty's mother. Uh, she even described motherhood as a role that gave her life purpose. Uh, in an earlier Instagram post, she wrote, I will say having a daughter answers every existential and ontological question a human being confronts in this wild life. Ben and I have been so indescribably blessed and experienced nothing but an embarrassment of bliss since having liberty. Uh, in 2020 or 2019, actually, she suffered a miscarriage. Uh, she wrote about that tragic experience in the New York Times. Uh, she even referenced Job 28. And in that passage, uh, the Lord responded to Job's anger and not understanding God's sovereign plan and the fact that God allowed him to go through all of the 
turmoil and, and just tragic difficulties that he went through. Uh, the Lord told Job, where were you when I laid the foundation? Tell me if you understand. And McCain wrote, I do not understand. Life and death are beyond our power. This miscarriage has reminded me of that truth. And it has reminded me of one other truth. Love is within our power. She even talked about how uh, Ben's faith, Ben is a Christian, uh, McCain was raised Christian, um, but she said she's learned so much about her faith and about God uh, through her marriage uh, to Ben. Um, she said that she believes God brought him into her life uh, to, to help her understand these different tragic circumstances, whether it's the miscarriage in 2019 um, or obviously her father's death in 2018. She said, I believe in God for a lot of different reasons, but Ben was 100% the right man for me through my life right now. And the amount of tragedy I've had to go through because he's just steady as a rock and he believes in God's plan. And he just always reminds me that we aren't in control. He is. I really do think God brought him to me for a reason. Uh, and they have been married, like I said, since 2017. As far as why it matters, I think it's important to highlight these stories because the left and the secular world and certainly the pro-abortion world wants to tell you that children are nothing more than a burden. They're, they set yeah. you back. They're not worth having. But, you know, we know as believers in Scripture— they're a, they're an inheritance of the Lord. Uh, they're a gift of God. Uh, that 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 our our purpose is to procreate uh, and and you know to tell the world about Christ and and to fill the world with uh, with children who will, will one day grow to be believers in Christ. And you know, that's our our purpose. That's what God created us for. Uh, and they are certainly not a burden. It doesn't mean that parenthood is easy. Uh, Dan, you know, you're you're a parent. I'm not. It comes with a whole lot of of difficulties. But the reward far outpaces uh, any sort of difficulty that comes with being a father or being a mother. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's just it's always fun to watch, you know, people have this realization when they do have kids like because, you know, OK, obviously you're going to love your kid and you kind of get that. But it's just one of those things that until you until you it happens to you, then you really experience it. Right. And so there's just some things like that in life that, yeah, you, you know, it'll be good, but um, until you do it, you can't then you fully understand. Um, and so it's fun to watch people have that experience like like Megan did here. And um, and, I, and I'll second that 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 point, you know, because I even cringe sort of at the whole genre there seems to be on social media of these moms who's the, the I need my wine. I need to get out of here. I need to get away. Like what you yeah. think about the message that sends to your kids that that, that hmm. they are this burden and that you need to get away from them and that they're just messing up your life. Like that's a, you know, I understand the playfulness of it and, and it's a way to kind of just talk about how challenging parenting can be at times. But I, I do think that's something you do. You want to be careful not to really feed into and not to feed that beast because, because Megan's right. I mean, it is a big lie and it's one that Planned Parenthood and other organizations hmm. like that use to, to, convince people to do things like have abortions because they're like, wow, this baby's going to be such a burden on my life when yeah. that's such a lack of trust in God that, that he won't provide for you in that situation, that somehow this is outside of his scope and that he's not going to know what to do. Um, whether that's find another family to take care of your child through adoption or whether it's just to provide on your, you know, in your own home and keep the child. So I agree that it's a huge lie and it's one that leads to devastating consequences. So glad she uh, glad she spoke out about it. 
Yeah. And, you know, it just kind of reminds me that that God designed the family to be a certain way uh, and the structure has to include him. Uh, because I do imagine that if you are not reliant on God's sovereign plan and you don't believe that God uh, will ultimately win out with his purpose, it probably does feel like a burden at times because the secular world is teaching you self-love and to put yourself first and to prioritize your desires. So a child naturally is going to buck up against that inclination. Uh, but when you realize that it's not about you, that it's about other people, that it's about God's glory, then I think the burden of that is lifted uh, some because you know that ultimately God's purpose will prevail, uh, you know, and, and that that your job is really just to be a good steward of what you've been given. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 just an incredible story. And it's a good reminder, uh, like you said, that children are not a burden. They're a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. So, all right. Good way to good way to uh, end the pod today on this Friday. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Uh, make sure to check out the uh, prayer event that we are having today. Uh, if you if you don't if you don't listen to this in time and it's already gone, you can go back and watch it. Um, there, it's going to be incredible. Um, just the information you're going to receive about what is going on on the ground there and how to you can pray for uh, the people in Ukraine. So, cbnnews.com/slash/pray for Ukraine. God bless. Have a great weekend.